All right, Toronto, Friday, September 19th is a $5 rap show at Rancho Relaxo. You already know about that. 300 College Street, it's only five bucks. You get to see Decisive, Swamp Thing, DJ Irate, Def 3, Factor, Word Burglar. Hey, that guy's me and their special guests. And the first five people to find me and tell me the secret password, which is Special Ed Hovercraft Specialist, are going to get a prize. Uh, $5 rap show, Friday, September 19th. You love rap and good people, it's actually like the greatest way you can spend $5 on that particular evening. And uh, so, you know, we're going to see you there. I'm kind of excited about it myself. And that's it. So let's start this podcast. Huh. It's September, Rob Ford just got a subpoena It's been a long time since I watched an episode of Xena Or gave a cat Karina, cause mine like whiskers I like opening with rhymes, ah, uh, just cause It's fun to do, and I hope it's fun for you Summer's over, I can't believe that is through But I hope that you had a good time and got a lot of stuff done I said it now I've begun, I gotta continue with the freestyle and the next surprise Going outside, getting exercise, on a bike or maybe at the beach And since it's the fall, you are back to teach If you're a teacher, I'm in the bleachers Cheering for the Blue Jays in a baseball t-shirt Cause it's a nice jersey Ah, uh, welcome to Weekend at Bergie's Guys, welcome back Beat Mason on the track Oh my gosh, you look good Honestly, was your summer great? My summer was really good. I can't complain. I got to see some friends. I got to see some family. I got to eat some great food. I got to do a bit of traveling. I got to go to Fan Expo last weekend. Shout out my buddy Kieran. Found me a Punisher comic, which was great. I will talk about that a bit later in the episode. We got a great episode for you guys. It's episode four. Was it four already? This is getting crazy. This is an actual podcast now. We're now available on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio, so making it easier for you guys to download this. Subscribe, please. If you like it, tell your friends, and apparently if you give us a rating on iTunes, that's a good thing. So if you feel like you're in iTunes and want to click on the stars and maybe write a little something about the show, that's good. That helps us, and that would be great, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything but chill out and listen to this episode and hang out on the weekend because it is the weekend guys and gals i've got coffee i've got some beats i got some comic books life is complete i am word burglar did i say that already sj is my name they call me the word burglar aka burgie and this is the weekend you are at <laughs> oh i can't believe it is september I do like September. I love the fall. It's actually my favorite season. The leaves are beautiful, yes. Days are shorter, but fashion is oranger. I love the color orange. You can wear orange in the fall, and it's nice. You know, you wear orange in the summer, you look like you just broke out of Arkham Asylum. You wear orange in the autumn. You look like uh, your September issue there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get that reference one person <laughs> I like I like orange it's a nice it's a nice lovely autumnal color it's very seasonal very seasonal small chocolate bars 
are easier to find in the fall. Another great thing about the fall, if you only want an eighth of an arrow bar, you can get that. Very easy. It will come in a bag with 20 other eighth of arrow bars. Because the, the Halloween. Who doesn't love Halloween? I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna go for Halloween as. No ideas yet. Anyone got any ideas? Anybody know four people that look like me? We could go as Orphan Black, male version. Are you watching Orphan Black? That show is so good. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Orphan Black. Shot in Toronto. Honestly, I, great show. Great show. Lot. So much about the fall is just, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And the best part about the fall for me, I feel that there is an energy. The productivity is through the roof in the fall. It's the, it's the last four months of the year. You've got stuff you want to get done and, and, and just take care of business in the home stretch. Especially if you're a baseball team. Literally, you're in the home stretch. I'm a baseball fan. I'm very excited because September is a great time for baseball. Hopefully, it'll be a good time for the Blue Jays, who are my team. My favorite team. I love the Blue Jays. It's been been an up-and-down season. It's been a topsy-turvy season. And I may have something to do with that. I've got a little story that may shock you. (laughs) Maybe. Stay tuned for that. And we've got a mailbag. It's... (laughs) (laughs) We have an actual bona fide mailbag that's overflowing with missives and messages. We're going to get into some of those. I'm going to try and answer your questions. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, email us at weekendatburgies at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions for future shows. It's nice to know you're out there. Thank you to everybody who's already gotten in touch with us. It's uh, it's a lot of fun starting this podcast and meeting a lot of great people. I just did the Time Bandits podcast, episode 42. Go check it out. We reviewed the Punisher movie from 1989 and Young MC Stone Cold Ryman, which is an often slept on rap album. 1989 Delicious Vinyl that you know from The Far Side and Master Ace. Tone Loke. Honestly, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side and Master Ace Slaughterhouse, two of my favorite rap records of all time. Both delicious vinyl releases. Had a great time at Nerd Noise Night. Shout out Mega Sean for being on episode three. Wow, the, the show was a success. Shout out to everybody I met at Fan Expo, okay? You guys are awesome. Muskoka Sound Festival is coming up September 13th. So hopefully if you're in Huntsville, Ontario, you can come join us. Peter Project and I will be taking the stage at 4 p.m. in Huntsville. Then September 19th in Toronto, Rancho Relaxo, $5 Rap Show. And then Guelph, Friday, September 26th, I'll be playing with Grand Analog at E-Bar in Guelph. So I hope to see you guys in Guelph. It's been about a year since I was there last. I love Guelph, Ontario. Oh, you know what that is. Sounds to me like mailbag music. Who decided that, that was our mailbag sound? I did. Secrets of the podcast. This is the first ever mailbag. He- hear this. That's actual letters here from the mailbag. Let's see. First letter here from Liam A. All right, Liam. Liam writes, 
Hi, Bergie, Mr. Burglar. I have an action figure collecting conundrum. Oh, man, those are those are the worst kind of confusing, difficult problem or questions and that I was hoping you could help me with. I don't buy figures as investments. Okay, that's good. I like to have them out and pose them on my shelf. Me too. You know, make them mine and all that. <laughs> I know. I make them mine. I got my... Like Megatron, he's mine right now, posed holding a purple ball with spikes on it. Back to the letter. Sorry, Liam A. But the other day, I picked up a 25th anniversary Destro, word to Lobo's Collectibles, Melbourne. You're in Melbourne? Cool. And he came in what I guess is a G.I. Joe official protective case, and I think the card is silver foiled and all collectory and stuff. <laughs> so right now I'm looking at the fig in his case and I want to open it up, but I kind of feel bad. Like maybe by pulling this sucker apart, I'm kind of denying some collectory collector something since it's a probably a limited supply. What's your take? Help a brother out. Liam, I'm so glad you wrote me with that question. I am a firm believer in opening your toys, especially if you're a grown man. You seem to have a, a good use of the English language. You're old enough to, to send your own emails. So I think you're old enough to open your toys and play with them. Your Destro figure is going to look way better if you open him up and put him in action. He poses, you know, make them yours, as you said. <laughs> and... I wouldn't worry about the collectability thing if you don't care. I mean, that it's no fun. Go with fun. Open your Destro. Put him in some action-y poses. Team him up with the Baroness. If you have a Baroness, get him a Baroness at the very least, okay? He's been in plastic for how long? I don't know how long ago you wrote this email to me, so you've at least had him for a while, and he could probably use a little R&R time with the Baroness. Get them the Baroness. Let them have some adventures. Do whatever you want. Life will be better for the both of you. Open your toys. Great question, Liam May. Thank you for writing in. All right, next. Next letter. From Jamie E. What's up, Jamie? It would be awesome if sometimes you did topics involving 70s 80s movies and TV stuff like the original Battlestar Galactica, the Omega Man, 80s slasher movies, Night Heat, the original J Degrassi Junior High, MST3K, 70s, 80s cop shows, etc. I love everything from Vincent Price movies to Don the Dragon Wilson movies. You have eclectic tastes, my friend. The other thing that would be interesting, to me at least, would be the topic of record collecting and digging. That would be also interesting to me, too. But like I said, I'm... Uh, grateful you're doing the show, and I appreciate you taking the time, effort to do it, so whatever topics you pick are going to be entertaining. Jamie E., thanks for writing. It's funny you say that because I've just started a little 70s sci-fi kick, going back and checking out any movies, anything pre-Star Wars. I find everyone knows Star Wars redefined science fiction movies, and watching stuff that came out right before Star Wars eclipsed everyone's mind of what a science fiction space saga movie should be there was stuff like you say omega man there's silent running uh battle beyond the stars i think is around the star wars time that's probably influenced a little bit by star wars i, I still haven't seen it that's in my queue and logan's run 70s sci-fi is, is very interesting 
and I will I will definitely do a little uh, digging into that as well as digging into record collecting. We got a few episodes lined up down the road. We're gonna have some people who know a little bit about records, so stay tuned for that. And again, thank you, thank you for writing, Jamie. Shout out to you for sure, man. Next, next letter here, Andrew P. In the 1984 G.I. Joe movie, does it piss you off at that Snake Eyes gets straight bitch slapped and has no answer for Galobulus's minion? Yes. Also, does Storm Shadow Storm Shadow isn't even mentioned during the entire movie? Shake my head question mark. Andrew, I couldn't agree with you more. Also, I think you are referring to the 1987 G.I. Joe movie with Galobulus and Cobra La and Nemesis Enforcer. But I, I'm totally with you. I'm I'm right there with you. Snake Eyes in the cartoon was not really much of a character. He looked cool. If you want the really cool Snake Eyes stories, you need to read the Larry Hama Marvel comics. Where Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, it is revealed of their whole relationship. In the cartoon, they paired Storm Shadow with Spirit as as sort of the equals, I think because they wanted two characters who could talk to each other. And on a cartoon, it's hard to have a silent character, even though we all love him. Speaking of which, I actually got to meet the real Snake Eyes at Fan Expo. I completely forgot until now, and I was so excited. I mean, he's not the real Snake Eyes. Obviously, I mean, the, the real Snake Eyes is just way too busy in the High Sierras learning Arashikage techniques and raising wolves and having... An on-again, off-again relationship with Scarlet. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Don't. It, it was the actor. I mean, Snake Eyes has better things to do than go to Fan Expo. So they got the actor <laughs> who plays Snake Eyes in the movie, Ray Park. And I got to meet him. And he signed a picture of himself as Snake Eyes shooting machine guns. And he says, Yo, Joe, Snake Eyes. Signed, Ray Park. Really, really nice guy. So shout out to Ray Park. A lot of G.I. Joe questions here right now. I really appreciate your letters, guys. I think some of you may know I'm kind of a giant G.I. Joe fan. Gonna have to get somebody on this show to talk G.I. Joe with me. Maybe I can find somebody out there in the podcast world who who wants to have a G.I. Joe episode. Would people be into that? We do an all G.I. Joe episode? Let me know. Okay, a few more just gonna burn through them. Mike H., what are your thoughts on the conclusion of Original Sin? What's up, Mike? Uh, I liked it. I'm going to get into that. I'm doing the Where Monsters Dwell podcast, so stay tuned for that, and I will come back to Original Sin. But I was kind of right about some things, maybe. So, (laughs) Louis C., do you think Agent Venom is as ridiculous as I do? Yeah, I do. Martin E., when are you going to do a gig in the U.K.? I would love to get back to the UK soon. So if any promoters are out there and we can hook something up, let's do it. Maybe uh, maybe when my new album comes out, whenever that is, we will, we will tour out there. I will keep you guys notified. Hopefully we'll have some announcements before too long. David L., you planning on an iTunes listing? Yes, we're on iTunes now. Mark W., is there an Nth Man episode planned? There's going to be some Nth Man stuff for sure. I saw your message. Yes, there will be. Tony M., when will you be touring the Midwest area and where exactly? Uh, I don't know, and therefore I don't know. I want to come out there again 
when I get a new album out, I will try and do as much touring as is possible and reasonable. If uh, if there's something going on in your area, email the show at weekendatburgers at gmail.com and maybe we can hook it up. Maybe we can hook something up. Okay, last one. Sarah M., how did you start rapping and how did you first get your name out there? Okay, how did I start rapping? I just started. I just started rapping. I think I was in grade five when I was first writing my first rhymes, recording them under the name SJ Jazzy Jordan. <laughs> Not ripping off DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince at all. And I just never stopped writing raps. How did I first get my name out there? The first time I really tried to do it, we didn't really think about it. We, me and my friends, the dregs, we called ourselves, we put together some tapes, and I'd be dubbing tapes. Back in the day when you still had, there were cassette tapes, and I had a little tape deck in my bedroom, and I would dub tapes. I'd stay up late all night dubbing tapes of the songs that we had made, which... We're not that good. <laughs> I mean, that they were good for the time for us. And I get these cheap tapes from Woolco, which was a place you could get cheap tapes, like a five pack of tapes for maybe three bucks or something. And we put all our songs on the tapes, and then I I take them to school and sell them or trade them with other kids. This is probably like I think junior high. And then uh, throughout high school, did some tapes, burned some CDs, and just kept doing it. And just have always loved loved releasing music out there. And obviously, with everything you can do now with the internet, you can get it out in many different ways. But, you know, before the internet, I was making tapes. And it's probably good that that stuff didn't get too far, because it's probably not the greatest. <laughs> I hope that answered your question, Sarah M. Thank you for writing. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we can make this maybe every couple episodes. We'll we'll do the dive into the mailbag, uh, and I think I'm gonna call the mailbag bird queries. What do we think about that? Queries, queries from Bergie, something like that. It could work. This episode we are keeping it a bit shorter. I know for those of you who heard the pilot episode, and I said, yeah, we're gonna try and keep it about a half hour. I know the last two episodes have not been a half hour, so this episode we're gonna keep a little shorter. And then episodes where we have guests will go a bit longer. Makes sense? I think so. Sounds good. So now is the time I want to get into a little story for all you baseball fans and maybe people who don't even like baseball. I think you're going to enjoy this next little tale. It's kind of a freaky story. It's a true story that happened to me that I'm going to call Who's On Worst? Me, the Kansas City Royals fan incoherence and of course the blue jays enjoy now i have to come clean about something this is something i've been harboring all season of baseball or at least a couple months and it's haunted me ever since may 29th All you baseball fans out there know that baseball is a game rich with tradition, rich with history, rich with superstition. From the curse of the Bambino to eight men out to Steve Bartman interfering with a catch in Chicago, there's a lot of of history, a lot of great stories with baseball. 
this might just be another one. Here's a scoop. It's Thursday, May 29th. The Blue Jays have been on a nine-game win streak, okay? They swept the Boston Red Sox. They swept the Oakland A's. I was at that the final game of that with my buddy Arlex. One of the best games I've seen in years. Then they swept the Rays. They're about to play Kansas City. The Kansas City Royals. Now, Kansas City, at this point, were in last place in the AL Central, okay? The Blue Jays were in first place in the AL East. Jays are doing great. KC's not doing great. You, you got that? Okay. So I get a phone call from my buddy Sandy. He says, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Well, I don't know. I'm open. How fast can you get down to Rogers Center? I got Jays tickets. On field, batting practice. Get down here. Awesome. Okay, cool. Going onto the field before the game? In the, at the height? This, the Jays are in the middle of a winning streak? Are you kidding me? This is amazing. On field before the game, batting practice. For those who don't know, that that's when the teams warm up and you get to be right down there on the field before the game. So Sandy says, one catch. Don't wear any Blue Jays gear. No Blue Jays hat, no Blue Jays shirts, no Blue Jays pants. <laughs> Nothing. What? Why? We're guests of the Kansas City Royals. What? Okay. So I get down there. Now, I have never, ever entered a Blue Jays home game without wearing a Blue Jays hat. This is a big move for me, okay? You want to talk baseball superstitions? Well, here you go. I get to the Sky Dome, meet Sandy, a couple other guys. We get taken down to the field. This is amazing. We meet our host from the Kansas City Royals organization. Really nice guy. Starts talking to us like we are in baseball, okay? We're talking, and he's telling us all this stuff about how terrible Kansas City's been doing this year. <laughs> and we're just kind of like, oh, yeah. And he's talking to us as if we're part of the Blue Jays organization. And he's saying, yeah, well, you guys have been doing fantastic all season. You know, yeah, Batista's doing great. Reyes is doing great. Encarnacion's doing great. Yeah, the pitching's coming together. You know, everything's gelling. It's all, everybody's working so we're just kind of nodding, having a great time talking about baseball, hearing him rag on how terrible Kansas City's been doing. <laughs> and in, in a friendly, jovial way, then Jeremy Guthrie shows up. He walks up to us, starts talking. Jeremy Guthrie's the starting pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. Wasn't playing that night, so he was just had some time to kind of chill out during batting practice. He starts talking to us, nicest guy ever. I'm like, man, I'm talking to this guy, Major League Baseball pitcher. Awesome dude, loves Toronto. He went to, loves Jersey Boys, the, the musical. He's seen it here a bunch of times. <laughs> We're talking, he loves, he collects Nikes and sneakers. Anyways, really nice guy. Then batting practice uh, starts to wind down. We got to go our separate ways. That's when it happened. I shake his hand. Great meeting you. Great meeting you too. I'm like, geez, what a, what a nice guy. I just shook his hand. I just shook the hand of the starting pitcher, the Kansas City Royals. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? We go to our seats. I'm feeling a little weird. Could have been the hot dog I ate. Could have been not wearing a Blue Jays hat. Or it could have been that I just shook hands with the enemy. Anyways, the game goes on. Things are going well. Encarnacion, Carney, he gets two home runs. Feeling great. Jays are up, okay? Going into the ninth inning. 
6-5, Blue Jays. Two outs. Top of the ninth. We're about to win this. Ten-game winning streak. When Jose Reyes makes an error trying to get out uh, Salvador Perez's grounder. What? (sighs) Okay, not the end of the world. We go to extra innings. Tenth inning, Royals go on to win. Okay, we don't need to get into the details. Probably erased most of them from from my brain. Exactly. Royals win. They get two runs in the tenth inning and win the game 8-6. Winning streak over. Kansas City, now, from this point on, start doing amazing. Okay? It's September right now, right? Okay? You know where the Jays are? Jays are in third place in the AL East. Ten games behind Baltimore. They're behind the Yankees, trying to get the wild card. There's still hope. There's still hope. Okay, Jays fans? But you know where Kansas City is? Kansas City, they're first. First in Central. This is this is the best Kansas City has been uh, since like the 80s, okay? They won the World Series 85. Guys, Kansas City has been doing amazing. May 29th was the, that was the turning point. It was the Kansas City Royals turning point in the season. They've been doing amazing since then. And the Jays have been up and down and up and down. I don't know. A superstitious baseball fan might think that by shaking the pitcher's hand of the other team and not wearing a Blue Jays hat, I may have been responsible for the Jays uh, breaking the winning streak. Uh, Also, side note, apparently May 29th was the day that Kansas City got a new batting coach. So that could be it too. (laughs) Whatever the case, hopefully by sharing it with you, I have now... Burned the sage, if you will. I have cleared the air, and the Jays can go on and take the wild card and win, win the whole AL, and then go to the World Series. I would love to see that. Anyways, the Royals have been doing great ever since. And Kansas City fans, you guys owe me, all right? You're welcome. Jeremy Guthrie, next time you're in Toronto, you owe me like a pair of sneakers or something. You can afford it. You're doing well. Doing great. Come to Toronto. Come play for the Jays. Then we, that's that's how we fix this, okay? Jeremy Guthrie, you got to now come pitch for the Blue Jays. And, uh, you know, I'll just shake your hand before every game. It'll be good. It'll be good. All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. That's the show, guys. Episode 4, Under the Belt. Big shout-out, Kieran, my buddy. I said I, I mentioned you at the start. At Fan Expo, he tracked me down Punisher issue 93, which I'd been looking for. Uh, for a little while, I mentioned it on episode 42 of Time Bandits because we talk about the Punisher, and he found it for me. It's a cool issue with the Punisher where the Punisher has to help out a kid in this neighborhood by going undercover and taking out a gang by working as a uh, sales clerk. And big shout out to Beat Mason, hooking us up with the fat beats in the background. And. To take us out, let's go with a little Blue Jays flavor. The one and only shaker, Lloyd Mosby, with an epic Blue Jays rap. Let's leave it at that. Enjoy your weekend, guys. I'm Bergie. Peace.
Bye. 